Welcome to the Investing Tutor Podcast, the show for professionals looking to master the most up-to-date strategies needed to build wealth and provide a stable financial future. Here's your host, Dr. Hans Boateng. Hey friends, Dr. Hans here, the Investing Tutor, and as always, I have an incredible episode for you. So joining us on today's podcast is Stephanie Hintz. So Stephanie runs Self Carista. She is a yoga and meditation teacher and an educator on holistic and transformational self-care. She provides one-on-one and group programs on how to take control of your life. So without further ado, you all help me welcome Stephanie. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. I am completely delighted. Today, we're going to be focused on talking about self-care. I feel like it's something that perhaps we're just so busy going day to day, doing what we have to do, working, you know, managing our life, business, relationships, and we're just constantly doing so much, we don't take time to look at self-care. So what does transformational self-care mean to you? So transformational self-care, I would say, is real and raw. It is holistic, so it touches on many different aspects of your life. So I know a lot of times, um, especially when I'm talking with people about self-care and the importance of implementing it into their life, I think sometimes I get like an eye roll or, yeah, I know I need to do that, but I don't have time. Or like, would that really help me move the needle in whatever I'm trying to do? And I I also get pushed back sometimes where they're like, well, self-care is just bubble baths and face masks. And and I think like that's a component of self-care. That's certainly fun and awesome to do. It feels good. Um, But transformational self-care hits on every different aspect of your life, whether that is your occupational health, um, your physical health, your mental health, your financial health, definitely, your intellectual health, and so on and so forth. So it's really not just one aspect. It's the whole gambit of making sure that you're truly taking care of yourself so you can be the best version of you in whatever way that looks. So if you're a mom, if you're a dad, the best parent that you can be, or the best wife or husband, or the best whatever it is that you want to do, like the best person at investing, right? <laughs> if you take care of yourself, Absolutely. You, can, you, you can be the best version of yourself. I remember I spoke with a psychologist. She was on the podcast uh, several months ago, and she talked about how certain individuals don't prioritize their finances because there's just a lack of self-worth. They don't think that they are worthy of making that a priority. I'm curious, where do you think we come up with our self-worth as individuals? Oh, man. So this, this is um, one of those things where it's like pretty simple, but also highly complex. So I would say we come up with our um, measure or indicator of self-worth based on our own experience. And that's like the simple way of explaining it. The, the more complicated way of explaining it is we come up with our self-worth on, on a systems level. So our individual experience would be that individual level. And then we have our meso experience. So that's who we're interacting with um, around our families, what messages we're getting from our parents, from our siblings. Um, and then we go up another system layer and, and we start 
start hearing different messages from our school teachers or people in our church or whatever organizations that you're working with, whatever people that you interact with as a child, you start getting these different messages about yourself and you start interpreting them, whether it's the message that that person wanted to send you or not, you interpret it in your own way. And then you develop this idea of this is my self-worth. And I think a lot of people who grow up in financially distressing situations, a lot of times their self-worth is attached to money in some way, right? So if your parents are struggling while you were growing up, there probably was a lot of negative talk around money. There might have been arguing or distress around money. And as children, you start to internalize that. And guess what? Children grow up into adults. And so we bring that self-worth, that negative money talk into our adulthood. And that's how we start operating. Um, and until we start to really like look at what that story is and how do we define our self-worth and like just get real with ourselves, um, until we start to do that, we can't really move forward as um, progressively as we want to. It's so much easier when we get real with, real with ourselves, own the responsibility and say, okay, here's what I need to do to change it. And a lot of times you can talk to people like me to help you figure out what is that story and um, what are your actionable steps, which is highly specific to you on what you need to do to get out of that story and create a new one. Wow, that, that's very powerful. It's almost like you're living life and you don't know that your individual experiences are shaping you to be a particular way. And it isn't until you take that time to reflect or to speak with someone like you, Stephanie, that we're able to uncover those negative words that we're speaking to ourselves or, or how certain scenarios or certain events that occurred or happened in our life, you know, has negatively impacted us. And like, as you were sharing this, I was just really moved. So thank you for, for sharing. Of course, of course. So Stephanie, I know you've said financial health is a form of self-care. Can you talk a bit about that? Yes, of course. So I, I kind of go back to this fun song and I don't remember where it comes from. Maybe you could remember off the top of your head, but it, there's this like great lyric where they say, money isn't everything, but having it is. Do you know where that comes from? <laughs> no, but I love it. Yes. <laughs> And I, or um, here's another one, the Ariana Grande song. She, she says like, whoever said that money didn't solve all of your problems must have not had enough to solve it <laughs> or wow. something like that. That's so good. <laughs> and I guess it's just kind of a funny, silly way to say like, of course, money isn't going to address like your depression or your anxiety, but you know what? Money could help you afford a therapist and medication and exercise and, you know, take the stress off of working double shifts or being able to provide health care to your children, right? Like all of those different things could help your depression and anxiety and money certainly helps that. And so being able to get a handle on your finances and own your money story, whatever that money story is. Um, there is a book that I just read called The Calling from Raw Goddess. And she says this funny thing. She says, what are your greatest money story hits, right? What are your greatest hits? So what do you keep telling yourself about money? And a lot of times they're um, like they're the, below the surface. So you might not actually know what your money stories are. I know when I started doing um, money mindset work and working through my own money stories, I started realizing 
one of my money stories was I will always have just enough to get by, but I'll never be abundant. Mm. And, and once I acknowledged that that was my money story, I was like, okay, okay. Now, now let's own my financial status. Now let's take a look of everything that I have done and where I am at this point. It can be really hard to take responsibility for your financial status, especially when there's a lot of other factors at play and you want to blame the economy or the wealthy billionaires, or you want to blame your parents, or you want to blame whatever XYZ things. Um, But at the end of the day, no matter what happened, if you can't take responsibility for your own financial status, it's going to be much harder to get yourself out of whatever hole you built yourself in. So acknowledging your money stories, taking responsibility for where you are financially, and then getting a handle on what your next steps are. And I I think that's one of the reasons why I joined your Generational Wealth Challenge. Well, one, because you're just wonderful. And when we've met through the KBB group, I was just like, he is just outstanding. I got to follow him. Um, And you're just a true leader. So (laughs) I joined your Generational Wealth Challenge as a form of self-care. Wow. Yes, I know. Because it wasn't only, um, so first it was me getting a handle on my finances, seeing how much I owed from my schooling. I was a first generation college student, so I had to take out loans for that. Um, And then figuring out how much money I'm bringing in and then how much money I can save, um, pay down debt and invest each month. And I was like, okay, well, I'm a brand new baby investor. So I'm going to join this generational wealth challenge. And I got to tell you so far, it's been wonderful. You distill um, what seemed to me at first complicated information into something that is chewable and something that I can put into practice right away. Thank you so much for all of those compliments. I'm just here, literally speechless. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. Now, in just you sharing how your first-generation college student is bringing these thoughts to mind because a lot of financial experts, because of their experiences, many of them are hyper-focused on telling people, don't invest. Just focus on your entire early adulthood on paying off debt. There's just this consistent messaging of debt is the most horrible thing. Sometimes some even go to the point of saying, if you cannot afford higher education in terms of college, then you're not worthy of it. You should go work and then save up to go to school, you know, which in itself can be a completely different topic. But I just wanted to ask Did you ever get the impression that personal finance is kind of skewed towards only focus on debt? Yes. And I think that is another reason why I was so drawn to you. I think you openly criticize Dave Ramsey and and not in a negative way. Like I, I think you just do it in a really honest way and you call out a lot of his hypocrisies. Um, in a way that's very refreshing because it's very doom and gloom when you look at the Dave Ramsey side of financial um, health. Yes. (laughs) There's a lot of judgment there. And if you didn't have any options and your options were to take out a loan, you know, I wouldn't be in the position I am now. 
I have a dream job. I have an amazing house and, and like a great husband. And I, all of that came from my experience in higher ed. Yes. I know. Like it's something that is hard for someone like him to understand the impact or the economic impact or for you moving forward, the generational impact of that one decision. He's looking at things from a financial standpoint of, hey, you don't have money for school. You cannot afford it. In all honesty, I don't think he truly understands how his messaging can impact a certain demographic of people negatively if they are really just to listen verbatim what he's saying. So that's why I push back. I push back because it's not only like my opinion, but like This is something I've lived. If I didn't go to school, if I didn't take out that student loan to go to pharmacy school or, you know, pursue an MBA, I wouldn't be where I am. I I certainly wouldn't be. And I look around me and I'm like, wow, I am just so blessed to be at this point. And I don't want someone who is a first generation college student or soon-to-be college grad, I don't want them to feel any kind of remorse for investing in themselves. Exactly. Exactly. He just, uh, he doesn't see it from that perspective. And I think that's just another form of his privilege, right? It really, really, really is. Now with this generational wealth challenge, what were you expecting when you signed up And what's it been like with you having been a part of this program so far? Yes. Okay. Well, I remember I was gushing to a friend. Um, There was some training, one of the trainings you went through, I think it was downloading an app and looking, being able to identify on whether or not buying that stock would be a good investment. And I just remember feeling so proud of myself, taking your lesson and then practicing on my own. And then I just like started looking up all these different stocks. And it was just, I know that's a small thing, but when you don't grow up in a world that ever talked about investing like my like investing wasn't even on our radar <laughs> you know we were just worried about paying the bills and making sure yes. we had food. <laughs> yes. um and and so being able to shift and continue to pivot and continue to add to my lifelong learning and investing is my lifelong learning it's just been feeling really good especially you do it in a way that one isn't condescending because i'm imagining it's very basic stuff and two it's just very clear and, and fast. Like you're not doing like an hour long seminar each week. It's like 15 minutes and you're good to go. <laughs> I know. Like when I started my business, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was like, I am not going to waste people's time. Now with smartphones and the ability to use apps like Cash App or Stash or Stockpile, like we're able to invest. Even if a person has $10 or $25. And that is just unheard of. I don't think people realize the magnitude of that. Like you can have access to the stock market. Right. I'm just blessed to be in a position to be able to just simplify these complex topics and show our generation that we can invest and showing them how. And I'm just so grateful that you took the leap of faith and signed up for the Generational Wealth Challenge. 
Oh, yes. It's been wonderful. So my husband, actually, he grew up in a completely different world, you know, um, and he, he, he played investment games as like a child, right? So like, it was wow. like a completely different situation. And so he's always been investing. And ever since I took your challenge, you know, I have been investing myself. And it's so fun to compare notes um, and just talk about it. And I just feel like it, it's been wonderful in not only my financial health, but also my relational health and building different um, outlets to communicate. It's been wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. One of my clients a year ago also shared with me that he realized that he was able to talk to senior executives in his company about the stock market and about the economy. But prior to that, he couldn't really sustain or keep a conversation with them because you know individuals at that level they are thinking about things like that like the stock market and its impact on their company and the economy and things that are happening so then when he shared that he i realized for the first time that investing or even understanding how to invest it's not only about stocks but it is transforming a person's life it's letting them literally step into doors that they might not have been in if they had not known about investing. And it's allowing them to hopefully be able to get promotions or things like that. And it's, it's interesting how something so small. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful, like, and I, I'm glad that you brought that other example up because it truly is a barrier remover and it's, and it's, um, a bond essentially, right? Because that person is now going to start building relationships with her, his higher ups or people who um, have access to those things and hopefully continue to move up the ladder. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so good. So <laughs> what's, what's your relationship like been with money? Has it been more of a positive, optimistic relationship or has it been fear-based? Um, I feel like I have been roller coastering with it. I think because of my childhood experience, it's like I remember waiting in line at the food shelter. I remember like our power getting cut off. Um, so I know that there's definitely an element of scarcity, but I also remember like we still got to eat and I still had a house, you know? And so I think that's where my mindset of like, I'll always have just enough, but not abundance um, came in. Now my new transition, my new transition is that money comes easily to me if I know how it works. Right. Wow. Wow. Can you please? Wow. Can you repeat that again? That is so powerful. Yes, of course. Money comes easily to me if I know how it works. Yes. Yes. So your job is to understand how money works. Yes, exactly. Everything else falls into place. Wow. For anyone listening who perhaps they know that they should be investing, or perhaps they know that they haven't made self-care a priority. And they are just literally living in their comfort zone. They don't want to step out into what I believe you would term a growth zone. How do they step out? How do they step out? of the comfort zone and into the growth zone. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is going to sound like super easy and probably also very scary at the same time. 
Um, you might even roll your eyes, but until you do it, until you do it. So here's what you do. One, you acknowledge what your comfort zone is. You get really real with what that means to you actually. What does your comfort zone look like in practice? What do you do when you are in that um, defined comfort zone? Because it looks different for everyone. We're all at different levels in different situations. So once you define what that comfort zone is, then you need to set some fun goals. And it could be about your business. It could be about investing. It could be about making sure that you're talking to friends more and not being a hermit. It could be whatever you want, right? Set some big goals. And here's what you do next. This is what you do to get into the growth zone. You freaking just jump right in. <laughs> you just there you go. Right in. There and you go. You'll feel uncomfortable. And here's how you know, you will be uncomfortable. You will be stretched. You will be put in awkward situations. You will be put on the spot. You will feel vulnerable. And that's how you know you're in the growth zone. I'm very sure my listeners want to know more about self-careista. So go ahead and tell us what it is and what they can expect if they wanted to work with you. What will you help them do and how can they connect with you? Yes. So self-careista, it's pretty much... This business is all things self-care, personal development, and creating a life that you love. And like I said, it's highly individual, um, but you can do some things in a group setting. So I offer one-on-one programs and then group programs. When we do a one-on-one program, I like to learn all these different things about you. I help you kind of find clarity in what you want in the future. I help you find clarity in where you are presently and Um, We try not to get too much into the past stuff because the interesting thing about the past, no matter what happened to you, the interesting thing about the past is we can't change it. (laughs) We can't do anything about it. What we can do is process it, feel it, bless and release it and move forward with our lives. That's what we can do. So if you're working with me, I help you just find clarity in what you're looking for and I help invoke what you want to do and what feels good for you and what feels aligned for you on how to get there. So powerful. So Stephanie, how can my listeners connect with you? Yes. So feel free to hop over on Instagram. I am self carista. Follow me, add me. Um, Let me know what you thought about this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Stephanie, I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge you. Like I told you, anytime your posts show up on my feed, I light up. I feel like you have this incredible positive energy. I just smile. I don't know why. (laughs) And I was so looking forward to this podcast and I feel like you've brought a tremendous amount of value to my listeners. So I want to acknowledge you. I want to thank you for what you do. I want to thank you for your time. This was phenomenal. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy that you thought about me. Absolutely.